Hello and welcome to the Great and Grace podcast. I am your host, Tanya Bruton, and I'm excited to uh, bring a new guest to you today, uh, Mr. Randy Goodwin. Randy, just say hello and give a quick introduction. Hello, Miss Tanya, and thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate it, and I feel honored. I do deliverance for people. I talk about it, uh, have some teaching videos, actually do one-on-one with people also, and and just like this. We just we just talk about it, and hopefully we can get some a little education. Hopefully we can get some insight, and uh, hopefully it will help some people. Amen. I mean, that's our whole point is to glorify God and help people. I believe that deliverance is very, very, very important. And I do think that um, more more of us need to know about it and understand it. Yep. Um, so I think I will just I'm going to start us out with a few scriptures, passages from the book of Mark, because um, we're talking about um, deliverance. And so we're talking about deliverance, obviously from um evil spirits or you know demons however we want to name them right right and um so in the third chapter of mark beginning in verse 11 it says um talking about jesus when he was coming through the town um and all the people were surrounding him it says an unclean spirits when they saw him fell down before him and cried saying thou art the son of God. And um, then going down, it says here um, when he ordained the 12 in verse 14 and he ordained 12 that they should be with him and that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. <laughs> and um, so, and then I, I don't want to take up too much time, but let's see, there were some key points I wanted to bring out. Now, those are some good verses, Go good scriptures, good scriptures. And he did. He did. Uh, you know, those were his disciples. You know, that was his, that was his, you know, his corral, his group, the disciples were that he taught and personally mentored, uh, that he gave examples to, you know, the scripture you just read. And so they just watched him, asked him questions, you know, and they're kind of sitting here going like this half the time you know you know yeah right you know they're just they're just they're just schmoes you know yeah no different than anybody else on this planet and they're just watching him and they couldn't believe what they saw couldn't believe what they heard because it was all new to them they didn't they didn't have a bible right right yeah and here he comes right out the gate, just casting out devils, right? And <laughs> right? Especially in this book, because Mark goes pretty quickly as far as like one act, one event to the next. But yeah, it's like, I mean, in, in the next chapter, he comes across another it's either unclean spirit or a demon or foul spirit or someone possessed with a spirit and cast them out. And then, um, but there was a couple of things, things I noticed about all of these. Um, uh -huh. One, compassion. Um, twice, oh, yeah. It, yeah, twice it says once in chapter five, verse um, 19, he had um, cast out the devil. I think this was the one, uh, oh, this was Legion. And so anyways, he said, because um, afterwards, the guy wanted to go with Jesus. 
And he said, no, he said, go home to your friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for you and has had compassion on you. Ah. And, yeah. And then again, in, um, where is it? Yeah. In um, chapter nine, verse 22, um, he had done it again. He, oh, it was a woman that had a daughter, I believe. No, a, a man who had a son, I'm sorry. And he had cast the devil out of his son. And um, it said, um, the the guy the guy said, if you could do anything, have compassion on us and help us. So I'm seeing like a link between like, you know, having compassion for those who are suffering because they are suffering. Those who are bound up in this stuff, they are suffering. And to be able to have like an empathy or a compassion towards them, I think maybe is some is a key, you know, oh, to, yeah. to deliverance. What do what, you think about that? You said something at the very start of this. And, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, Jesus being the example uh, to the 12. Okay. And they didn't have a Bible like we do. You know, we got this textbook where we, you know, can pick it apart and get educated. They didn't have that. So Jesus was the Bible. Right. He He was the word. And basically is what he did was just speak the word, you know, right here. What is written in black and white, he just spoke those words. And I think that is very pivotal and key to this whole thing. It's good. extremely key because today, today we get a lot of people, um, in the evangelical and Christian world that uh, we, we, you know, we'll read the Bible and we'll get all this stuff. And then we start thinking that, um, you know, we have the ability to, to do this. You know, all we got to do is just do this, this, and this line ourselves up with the anointing and, uh, get, you know, get this, I don't know, 60, 70 degree angle go or whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, the Jesus or God can let the Holy Spirit work through you. And then it's, it's all about you. Well, you know what? It's not all about us at all. It's not, right. about you know, and so right there, that whole thing, because, you know, we're, we're sinners. Everybody it has sinned and we all fall short. We all deserve to die. We deserve that. So if anything's done, we just speak. We do what Jesus did. Jesus just spoke the written word. Whenever he talked to his disciples, whenever he talked to a demon, he just spoke the word. He didn't scream and yell. Right. There was none of this gibberish. and none of, He just spoke the word. Right. End of the story. That's good. End that's of so story. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. You know, but let's, I guess let's, um, you know, let's back up a little bit and, and, and talk about, you know, why people even need deliverance. I mean, you know, isn't, isn't salvation or the, you know, conversion experience and sanctification enough? I mean, but in my experience, I'll just say from my personal experience, yeah. I was, I was converted, born again, baptized when I was a child. Um, 
And I'm, I'm a firm believer in the security of that eternal salvation of, you know, my salvation is secure, but through various experiences and, 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 uh, family environment and, and all sorts of factors, traumas, whatever, um, I chose to participate in things like alcohol, drugs, you know, at certain points in my life. And yeah. I believe that when I did that, I made an agreement with, um, what I don't know if I'm gonna call it demons or 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 uh, bad entities, <laughs> but yeah. I, you know I I um, gave an open invitation for them to have access and influence in my life, and to the point that by the time I realized that oh no I'm in bondage, it had it had gotten so far that I couldn't see my own way out. You know, I went from being, I, I was thinking about this today. I went from being, um, you know, saved, you know, through the influence of my grandmother. And um, even though, even though my mother was a Christian and I would say I was raised in a Christian home, defying that <laughs> because, you know, I have memories of, you know, mom and I love mom, bless her heart. I love mom. And she learned what she learned, but, um, you know, she would be teaching Sunday school and singing on platform, but we'd be late for church because she has to take her bong hits before we go. Right. You know, so to me, all of that got kind of put together and I didn't have discipleship. I didn't, it was just, I got saved and then I went out into the world and boom, you know, all of this happened. Like you say, sooner or later, we all step in poo and I stepped in lots of poo and found, found myself in it. And I wasn't taught any at any time. By that time, my grandmother had passed and, you know, I wasn't really taught how to get out of this. I had, I tried everything. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, getting, um, you know, I'd write down scriptures. I would get someone to put oil on me. I would give certain offerings to certain yeah. ministry. I mean, I'd go down to the altar, you know, whatever, have certain people lay hands, um, handkerchiefs. I mean, I try, I tried it all until I ran into someone I was at. It's funny how God works because I'd went to church to a special service uh -huh. um, and there was a prophet coming that night who could supposedly read your mail. You don't want to miss it. Well, <laughs> well, the man never did read my mail. He, he passed me up in the altar, but his brother took me back to this room and kind of talked to me and everything. And he's like, he's like, you've got multiple personalities. I was like, I don't know what this man's talking about, but they hooked me up with this man who was like a Christian counselor and I'm trying to give him my insurance card and everything at the time. I'm like, anything, just help me. And he goes, no, 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 it's not like that. Well, it turns out it was deliverance ministry. And I mean, I went through this intensely for, um, you know, a, quite a long period of time. And I mean, there were things that, you know, when it comes to like the needle and methamphetamine, certain, certain things. Um, may have certain spirits. I don't know. I, that's what I want to get you to talk about maybe in a little bit. But um, I know that when we were we were going at those certain things, something I would say to him that I wanted to kill him, you know, or whatever was saying that through sure. me. Sure. And um, and then I, I physically felt something leave, you know, my body. Like it was my leg, which was weird, my thigh. But I mean, I felt something like a warm burning sensation. I felt something leave me. And um, so 
I, I, I mean, I didn't know I needed someone, even though I was saved, I was born again. I needed someone to teach me that, to guide me through that, you know? And I mean, in all my years of being a saved person and being in different churches, I'd never come across someone like that before. So why isn't it more, um, prominent in the church deliverance ministry or people counselors who practice or you know serve in that capacity and it's not in churches you're absolutely correct i i i think you know the our churches today i think the pastors everybody's got to make a living right and everybody's due to uh provide for their family you know, pastors, they're they're entitled to provide for their family too, because they're up there preaching the word and you know, feeding, feeding their flocks. Uh, I think today's churches, they're just afraid of the topic. And for I think the biggest reason is is because it's gonna offend some people. It's gonna offend today's uh the majority of people. And when you offend people, then they don't want to be a part of it and they don't want to come to your church. And when they don't want to come to your church, your attendance gets low and the offerings are get even lower, you know, and I think that's probably a big driving force of it. Uh, you know, deliverance is a process. Yeah, I like that. You know, it's not like a, a one and done. It's like, you know, I'm going to drive through. I'd like a cheeseburger, please. And two demons removed to go. And fast, fast. too. <laughs> <laughs> On the double. <laughs> yeah. It's not, no, it's not like that. It's a, it's a process. You know, we go through our lifetime building up garbage in our head, our, our our soul, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same. Our heart. Now, our heart in the Bible, it means our brain, literally, and your soul. We go through this lifetime of building up all this garbage. Like you said, we step in this, we do this, and we do that. We're born with stuff. We're just inherently get things from our parents. They got things from their parents. And it goes all the way back to Adam and Eve. And it all starts from sin. And it all starts in from rebellion to the true Lord God and Father. And when we rebel against the true Lord God and Father, it opens up a doorway for the enemy to operate in one's life. And everybody has that doorway open because of sin. And so we want to close all those. We want to close them off. We don't, you know, for me personally, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want that stuff anymore. Right. I had it. Absolutely. I had it. I was a drug addict, mm-hmm. alcoholic. And was I was a Christian all this time or was I, you know, that's. <laughs> you know. Oh, Randy, don't do that. <laughs> well, that's good though. I mean, you were to, if okay. you were to ask me, yeah, I'd say I was born again. Absolutely. But Jesus said, we'll know you by your fruits. We're going to know you by your life. What are you doing? I don't care what comes out your mouth. Blah, 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 blah. We don't care about that. Okay. Anybody can put on a dog and pony show. All right. But what are you doing with your life? That's what's, that's what, that's what's going to matter. So this process of getting cleaned up and getting our mind, getting our mind renewed, it's a process and getting rid of stuff, getting rid of the demons, we get them rid of one by one, get them out in groups, whatever. You know, Jesus spent a third of his time talking about um, demons and hell. A third of his time. Wow. That's a lot of time. 
Right. That's right. a lot of time. And, you know, it was important to him for us to know about this stuff. And it should be important to us mm. because, yeah. because the father spent a third of his time teaching us this. And that should be important to us. Mm. So we can get ourselves cleaned up so we can help others get cleaned up. And that's what I try to do. And, you know, you're talking about uh, you walked into the room and they're saying, well, you got multiple personalities and all this kind of stuff. Well, you'd be surprised. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do. Yeah. You don't, you don't even know it. People don't even understand that they may have different personalities. It's not like, you know, um, sometimes it's like a Jekyll and Hyde story, uh, type of thing. If you're dealing with an SRA victim or mm -hmm. things like that, there's a, there's extremes, right? There's a, there are extremes for the most person. You'd be surprised because most person, most people have alters and they don't even know it. Right. I mean, it turns out what's weird is that was, um, I want to say 2014. And then it turns out, um, later, you know, I had someone in my life that was out of my life for, you know, about 10 years and just gone, forgotten, put away in a box. They had resurfaced in my life. So things were triggered. And so in 2022, uh, so that was just maybe five, six, seven years later, I was actually hospitalized and diagnosed with DID, otherwise non-specified, meaning that I did have parts, but no actual, you know, alters or personalities with names such it hadn't gotten to that point uh -huh. right you know? so i do believe that it, it so i you know i don't know it was kind of funny kind of ironic that the guy told me that at that time and maybe i probably did you know maybe he was right maybe that i did then and just like you say i didn't even know that i did you know you know going back to what we said at one of the beginnings our posture our approach to the father is everything it's, that's it's, good it it you know, like I said, we're going through a drive-through. We want this. We want that real quick. It's it's uh, Jesus had compassion on those people for a reason. You brought up that that scripture about the man of Gadara. Okay, that man of Gadara. Okay, he was in the tombs. His he was a cutter. Yes. He was bound right. in bound in chains. Mm -hmm. Okay, and he was all this, and everybody left him alone because they were afraid of him. They don't want to. Get, they don't want to get beat up, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then when Jesus comes across on the boat, he gets out of the boat. Now, this guy had a legion of demons. And so the man of Kadera comes running down to meet Jesus. Now, let me ask you something. How could he come running down if he's full of demons? Do you think those demons are going to want to want to go down and meet Jesus and have this battle with Jesus? No, no. That man, even though he was full of demons, his free will, his posture and attitude was able to be stronger than the demons and run to Jesus and say, I worship you. Yes. And his posture and his approach to Jesus at that time is what Jesus had compassion on. That's good. I like that. And even though he was full of demons, you know, and he had this, you know, superhuman strength, which he probably did, obviously. It was his posture and his attitude that moved Jesus. It's our posture and our attitude that is going to move Jesus. Um, I'd like to bring this up. I'm going to say this is a trauma in one's life and especially as a youth when one has a trauma you name it you, uh, this person could be abused in some fashion physically sexually mentally whatever emotions are attached this to this trauma mm -hmm. okay fear anger 
rage, uh, unworthiness, you name it. Shame. Name it. Shame. Yeah. yeah, whatever. If that wound is properly healed, and I, I emphasize that, then it removes the right for these demons to stay. Now, these demons will never leave ever because they have a legal right to be there unless this wound is properly healed. When it is properly healed, then it removes the legal right, but they're still there. So they have to be told to leave. And when they're told to leave, you know, they, they, they have will, to leave. They yeah. have to leave. Right. That so, reminds me of the scripture. Um, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Yeah. Psalm 147, verse three. It's one of my favorite ones. Oh, that's the one. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You mentioned that already. Okay. So, so yeah, that verse, he came to heal the brokenhearted. So meaning to say he came to heal our broken minds. Our minds are broken into, they can be shattered into a hundred pieces, hundred altars, a hundred broken pieces all over the place. How do you put that together? You know, well, Jesus can do it. You know, it's not like we're going to pray this, this, you know, um, TV prayer, and then everything's great and wonderful for the rest of your life. It's not like that. Our approach and our posture to the true Lord God and Father and praying the word and the written word only, and that's the power is the written word, is what is going to put all these pieces back together. And there's no, God wouldn't be God if he, if that wasn't possible. And it is possible. Oh, no, that reminds me. Yes. Okay. So, yes. As far as that goes, okay, <laughs> yeah, no. that, that reminds me. So a very uh, famous passage going back to the book of Mark. Okay, so for one, this and this is in chapter nine, uh -huh. and and so okay, so and one of the multitude answered and said, "Master, I brought unto thee my son, which has a dumb spirit." Okay, so anyways, he said, "I brought him to your disciples, and they couldn't cast him out." And so, you know, he's, and, and then Jesus says all of a sudden, oh, oh, faithless generation, how long do I have to, you know, <laughs> suffer these, suffer with you? But anyways, and so then he says, he talks about the compassion, but he says, okay, and verse 22, and oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and into the water to destroy, to destroy him because he comes to still kill and destroy, right? Mm -hmm. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And 23 this is, this is what I'm talking about, what you just said. And 23, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So that's a very famous uh, verse in and of itself. It's quoted all the time. But I never, I guess, you know, you read the word and read the word and we read the word and you get something new and fresh every time. That's why it's living, you know, it's a living word of God. And so, you know, I've read this before, but I never, I guess, made the connection that that verse about if you can believe all things are possible to you, them that believe is in the context. He said that in the context of casting out this demon that they couldn't cast out. So that very famous passage about just all things are possible. And he's, he's referring to even to be able to cast out these evil spirits. But like I said, it is the Lord that does it. It is, yeah, so, I mean, I, it's a pro, like what you said so far, it's a process. It's not some flashy, crazy freak show thing. And there's no magical incantations or chants or things that we say um, because it's the word, the written word, word of God. Word. So it's God that does it. He is the word. He is the truth. And uh, so it's him that does the work that does the deliverance but um yeah so but kind of you know how did you i was a little i'm a little curious how did you even get 
into this kind of ministry? Did someone help you at some point? Did you just feel called? I mean, I think according to your website, you've been doing this for, which is, what is it? Randy Goodwin dot, is it .org or .org? Randy Goodwin dot org. Um, we'll make sure we put that up. But um, you had mentioned, you've been doing this for like, what, 20 years? Or you've been ministering for 20 years and been doing this for so long? I've been doing this for a little under 10 years now. And the way I, my approach, here, here's what happened. Okay. Uh, probably no different than a lot of people, you know, have a lot of junk happen in, in my life. And I knew I had demons. Okay. And the truth is, I think there's a percentage of about 90, 95% of the population has demons. doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. They, they do. Okay. That's about, that's about the percentage. And that, that percentage is actually uh, rising. Okay. So <laughs> I don't care if you what, anyways. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for myself, for myself, um, divorced, um, I mean, I can go on and on and on. This and that and this sure, and sure, that. Sure, sure, Yeah, sure, sure. Buckets of poo, right? Yeah, right, right. And I was just tired of, just like everybody else, no different than anybody else, I'm tired of the garbage. I'm tired of the demons. I, I'm sick of it. So I just said, I cried out. I, I had to throw myself and I said, Father, I, help me, please. So I just sought out the people I needed to seek out and I got, I got, I got the help I needed and I got the demons removed. Mm. Okay. And I had three sessions for myself only and having demons removed from you. Um, it feels like for me, it, it just feels like a weight is just lifted off and you just go, Oh yeah. Well, that feels good. Yeah. And it's like that in your mind just is at peace. The peace of God that passes all understanding rests upon your soul. And you can just see things differently. And you think, oh, okay, now I understand that now. I can see what happens there. I can see I, I can see the that the web that was woven in that situation. Right. <laughs> That's okay. good. Mm -hmm. And um I hear that a lot from people is I feel lighter, you know, after we will have a session. I just, I just feel lighter. Well, that's because it's that heaviness is, is gone. You call it heaviness. You call it demons. You call them whatever, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a demon name for everything on this, on this planet that doesn't glorify the true Lord God and father. And when they were removed, you do feel lighter and you can just see things better, you know, with drugs and alcohol, and these type of things, these are definitely strongholds, but they are also, you know, addictions because for one, your um, the body will crave them. And after a while, your mind will crave them because we get into um, habit, uh, habitual habits and then it becomes a stronghold. But before the stronghold, there's an addiction and addictions are demons. So let's back up. Let's get rid of the demons first. Let's just get rid of them first. And then if you want to go uh, see a counselor or something, work out some issues. Okay, great. But we got to get rid of them. We got to get rid of those rascals first. Right. Because like you said before, when we were talking, um, and I like how you um, distinguished or put the, uh, the difference there um, with the 
mental health profession or the mental health world, um, mm -hmm. they help us to manage absolutely um, an illness or a disorder or the symptoms thereof. But whereas deliverance gets at the root, and I think you mentioned this on your website, gets to the root of the issue and just cuts it off at the head. <laughs> yeah, pretty much in a nutshell. Yeah, we're good. we got to get rid of the demons first. You know, we don't want to. We don't want to learn how to live with them. We don't want them anymore. Right. We don't want this. We don't want. You know, we don't want our mind to go back and forth. You know, James one, seven, and eight says the double-minded man. Okay, don't think he will receive anything from God. So if if we're wavering, okay. And, and that's that, what we were, and that's what we were doing. That's or me, Yeah. No. And, and we're thinking about this or we think about that, or we act like this, or we act like that. We're double-minded and don't think a double-minded will see, will, will receive anything from God because James one says you won't. Right. And that's pretty, that's, that's, that's pretty black and white. Right. So we have to get rid of those demons first. But you have to want it. No one can force it. No one can make you. No, we can't do it for somebody else. We can't do it for a loved one. Right. You know, if they're at the age of accountability and above, it's all about them. They have to have the free will choice and they have to agree and they have to have that posture. Like right. okay, enough is enough. I'm ready. I'll do anything. You know, we have to have that, you know, and that, right. that's that's it's really easy. It really is. But do you know how hard it is for people to come to that point to say, I, I don't want this anymore? Well, okay. when they torment you enough, <laughs> you'd be you'll surprised. Get, you'll get to that point. But no, you're right. I'm sure you're right. Mm -hmm. You'd be surprised. The majority of people don't think they have anything wrong with them or any problems. You know, Christians are really difficult. Because I'm a Christian. I'm fine. You know, well, there's examples of the Bible where believers who believed in Jesus had demons. What would be one of those examples, Randy? Okay, here's one example right now. Let's go to Peter. Okay. Jesus looked at him and said, you're the rock, right? Mm -hmm. He was the man. He was the man, right? Jesus was praying one night and he was fixing on uh, going to the cross. And so he's, he's sitting there praying. They're all gathered around. And Peter comes up to him and says, you know what, Jesus? I, I don't think you should do this. I don't think you should do this. You know, let, let's let let's do something else. And I don't think you should go to the cross because that's not going to be good. You're going to die. And this is just going to be messed up. I just paraphrase, but that's right. That's what yes. Okay. Jesus turned around, looked at Peter. Okay. This is what the scripture says. Mm -hmm. He looked at Peter, but he spoke to Satan. He says, get behind me, Satan, while he's looking right at Peter. That is an example of a of someone. You can't get any. Peter, what, Peter was the man. I mean, he, yeah. was, the, right. he was the rock. Yeah, exactly. So even, That's good. So even somebody that close is still influenced by the devil. Mm -hmm. okay? and mm -hmm. that, you know, you can think. You can think, oh, I'm a pastor of ten thousand. There's nothing, you know. I'm, I, I'm it. I'm the schniz, you know. Well, you know what? You're not. Right. 
<laughs> right, right. You're a human being. You're susceptible to sin. End of story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, end of story. So, yeah, my whole thing is let's get rid of the demons first. And, let's, and then, you know, go seek a medical professional and work out some issues. That's fine. You know, let's get these broken, let's get these broken pieces all into one. Right. And it can be done. I do it every day. With and people. you and you do this with people. Uh, this is where I was thinking going next is uh, you do this with people um, remotely over the online or over a video, correct? Just like or we're doing video, right like now. We're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I'll meet, I'll even meet them in person if they're, you know, relatively close the area. Yeah. I've had people, you know, actually travel here and I'll meet them at a hotel or something. Yeah. And that's, fine. that's fine too. Uh, well, I want people yeah. to know that you are available to do such a thing because it, like I said, this is not, I mean, I don't know, maybe in larger cities, uh, we, I'm a, from a rural area and, um, you know, like I said, if, Okay, in the beginning of my struggle with all my issues, and my issues, you know, were like say it was a conglomerate of things, but it doesn't matter. But the point is, is I've I've had so many different experiences where I've had, you know, I had it revealed to me through another sister when I was in jail, you know, that it was a matter of demonic influence, oppression, however you want to word it. And And so, um, you know, I wrote that down in my Bible. And when I got out, you know, I told my husband, you know, I said, I feel like we need to go back to the church where we um, used to go. And I want the the, the pastor, you know, and then um, I had picked uh, two couples that were elders that I knew. And I said, I need them to get this off of me. You know, whatever this is, I need help getting it off me. I I, maybe I could have done it myself, but at that time, I just didn't feel like I could. It's really and, difficult to do it yourself. It right. really, especially in that state, uh, when you're in that state. And so, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And so, but when I went there, Randy, you know, and I had to work out not having resentment about this later, because when I went there, all I got was an argument about whether the technicalities of whether or not as a Christian, I could even be influenced by demons. And so no one ever prayed the prayer or helped me. And I was turned away. So it was oh, years, um, it was years late. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I mean, that is a real shame. And I don't say that to, um, to, you know, be um, rude or hateful towards yeah. that, that congregation or anything, but it's just the way it is. It's, it's, um, I, I don't want to, I'll use the term ignorance, but clinically not, you know, rudely, um, but it's just not knowing it's a not knowing I'm trying to be as nice as I can, but, yeah, you know, but truthful, it's, an, it's, they, they were ill-informed and they didn't know. And so thus it's not their problem. I got myself into it, but thus I suffered years longer then maybe I, you know, I could have got out a little sooner before right. I, like I said, you know, God orchestrated this other person coming into my life, a person who wasn't even affiliated really with the building itself, you know, and um, he, he kind of does what you do. If anybody's out there, um, you know, is suffering, uh, what, let's just really quick before we wrap up, who do you help? Um, how can you help them? And what do they need to do to get in touch with you? If they go to my website, randygoodwin.org, you can contact me. You can book a free consultation. We'll we'll have a little chat. We'll talk about it. And if you just want to book a virtual encounter, there's a there's a spot on the website to book a virtual encounter. I do ask for a donation. Um, I'm willing to work with people on that also. I work with SRA people or just anybody 
who wants to be free of all the stuff that's accumulated in their life and get rid of this stuff and and move on um one thing if uh, uh talk about children for a second we were talking about the age of accountability when uh parents have the authority to pray over their children if they're not the age of accountability and the demonic has to obey that oh that's good Be, that's because good. That, that is a rule that's that's there if the child and every child is different about you know the age of accountability because of maturity and, and what have you but they have the ability the parents have the ability to do that that's mainly the father well that's good all, it's all going to come down to the father i like that because well, the rules the rules the it, it goes back to adam and eve adam was created first eve was created second and so that is the order of first things it's it starts with the father mm. yeah you know, and the father sets the example in the home by what he does and you can pray over your own children so if you want to contact me randygoodwin.org awesome awesome okay randy well thanks so much um I think um, we'll wrap it up for now, unless you have anything else you want to bring up. I would want to say that God loves you very much and he's got a plan for your life. And if you've had stuff happen in your past or your present right now that you have no control of, I want you to know it's not your fault and you're a victim and God is willing to go there. And I'm willing to go there with you and help you bring you back. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Fabulous. All right, Randy, stick around with me. But um, you guys, uh, I appreciate you listening as always. I appreciate your support, uh, your encouragement, your prayers. I appreciate you listening and sharing the episodes with your friends. You guys are awesome. Um, uh, continue to pray for me as I always pray for all of you. Those I know by name and those I don't, I do mention you in my prayers. And so thanks again for listening to Randy and I. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. And if you did, be sure uh, again to share it with your friends and uh, pray for us as we pray for you. And until next time, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed week. Bye-bye. Thank you.